We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Socket. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all. That is awesome, Dirk. How the fuck are you guys today on this beautiful Monday? To kick off the week, um, you know, I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed your weekend. I hope everything's going great. You know, just please be sure to go ahead and click the subscribe button right there. Or, you know, hit and smash that freaking like button for me, please. But, you know, today is no different than any other day. We're going to continue to kick some ass and we're going to show you guys what is up. But today, I got a special treat for you guys. I got a band out of England by the name of Harker. I got the entire band with me. And we talk everything about Brexit to the state of the pandemic and how things are going over there in the UK and you know the music scene across Europe. And we talk so much about this guy, this band. And you know they have a brand new single out, <laughs> which you guys can click the link in the bio below and see this amazing video which i'm about to show right now as well but it's so good it's so much fun um all they do is sit there and beat the shit out of a boom box for three minutes and it's fantastic but um so guys guys this is an amazing conversation i had a lot of fun talking to these guys and they're really really fun and you know their dry british sense of humor comes through and it's uh, a lot of fun and you really get a good chance to know who these guys are and it's just gonna be that much awesome so please take a listen to the band harker all right guys and welcome to the show we are live well not live we're recorded but either way we're here with the band <laughs> harker from england so guys why don't you go ahead and now um introduce yourselves before we get started here yeah i'll go first yeah um uh, i'm mark i uh i sing and i do guitar I'm uh, Phoebe, and I play bass, and I also sing. I'm Matt, I play drums. <laughs> and I'm Tony, I play lead guitar and make lots of funny noises. Oh, you make a lot of noises. A lot of noises. Funny noises are the best way to go. I mean, that, that, that always helps. Yeah. So, you know, you guys just released a new video, and um, which I played right before the interview started. And I, I have a question. I have a question. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What What did that boombox do to you guys? I mean, I, I had some serious, you know, I don't know if this movie is available over in the UK, but I had some serious office space vibes yeah. coming from that, you know, mm, that damn, yeah. you know, that thing hurt you badly. And, you know, it was like, it was the fax machine of the, you know, the 80s. <laughs> so, I mean, what... You know, that, I was sad, because that was like, you know, a piece of nostalgia right there that you guys just decided to beat the shit out of. I mean, the thing Blame is fucking, Mark for that. The thing, the thing <laughs> is fucking broken anyway. 
it's, you're not you're not actually the you're not the only person who is uh, actually either messaged me or messaged one of one of us about why did you destroy the boombox though? And it's like, well, you know, we had nothing else to do. You know, it's been a year of like not doing much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a different concept. I mean, because I I like the fact that no faces were shown, no get, no instruments were shown. It was just two people beating the bloody hell out of a fucking boombox, and it it made me a little happy. It just made me um it made me smile. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> it was a, it was quite a satisfying day. Oh yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a sort of very cathartic experience. It was really sort of. Because we're we're terrible with um, having ideas for videos, but we've done a few sort of real, uh, at least in my opinion, some real great videos. Because the the last video that we did before that one, which was for a song that we did in 2019 called Dead Ends, we actually did a horror film, like a zombie horror film. Yeah, I was going to mention that as well because that was a fantastic yeah. video as well. Yeah. Cool. But cool. apart from apart from that one, we're normally pretty bad with coming up with ideas for uh, coming up with ideas for music videos. So that idea was kind of backing and forthing for ages. And I think it wasn't until uh, I suggested it, like probably the 15th time, um, everybody then just kind of went, all right, we'll do it, whatever. <laughs> I think, to be fair though, Mark, as well, I think it also worked from a, you know, considering the situation we're in over here. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It was, it, it, it was a video that we could actually film without having to all be inside in a room. Yeah, infecting yeah. each other with whatever. So yeah. it just it worked out. I mean, I do find it funny that it is a like a like a tape machine. Seeing as you know, you love tapes so much, Mark. I do. I do love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's another thing that's been kind of coming back. Um, a band I talked to last night said that their next EP that they're releasing, they're actually doing a special edition, you know, cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah, release. I'm like, damn. So, you know, vinyl's on its way back, and now I guess cassette tapes are coming back, too. Yeah, man. I, I actually I used to, um, back when I was uh, still studying, because I, I studied at music production, and um, for one of the courses, one of the uh, sections, I actually set up my own label. And this was back, like, kind of 2012, something like that. And it was actually strictly just doing it on cassette tapes. <laughs> uh and it seems like when i first did that everyone was like that's really that's really mad why are you doing that no one's gonna listen to it and now suddenly like everybody loves cassette tapes again uh, yeah i love them i think for me personally it's a very nostalgic thing because the first thing portable music player i had was a cassette player yeah uh, and i'm sure for these three as well it's probably the same thing yeah we all had the walkman back in the day mm. yeah yeah yeah, the only thing that okay, sucks so about the Walkman is as the battery started to die, then you're, you know, you could start to hear it in the music and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Does the sort of thing. Like my Walkman always was one of those ones that didn't have a, like a rewind. It was only fast forward. So you, had to, you had to kind of keep turning the tape over because you could never, if you wanted to go back and listen to a song, you have to turn it over and then fast forward it and then go back again to play the song. So I only had either fast forward or rewind on it. I used yeah, to do the thing. You used to do the thing where you're trying to find like a specific part of a song. You still got the play button down, and then you press the fast forward, and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you can well, just study. Like listen to. <laughs> you could just study loads of <laughs> albums really quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. Uh, yeah, it's um, 
Oh, yeah, I've, I've always been a sort of like, I've, I've really, really like kind of weird formats like that. I think it's right. Funnily enough, though, we're not actually doing this album this time around. We're not doing it on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's just, uh, it's been pretty, pretty hectic with the organization for it. Yeah, I was, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, too, because the, uh, you know, especially, I mean, it's worldwide, but, you know, the whole idea here, you know, especially in the States, um, music, you know, it's, it's, other than listening to it right now, it's dead, mm. you know, and it, it absolutely is horrific. Um, you know, I'm also a stand-up comedian, so, you know, and I used to be a musician as well, um, so... Well, I still am a musician, but, you know, professionally, but, um, you know, getting up on stage is one of the greatest feelings in the world, you know, connecting with that audience. And, you know, now I go as a fan to music shows and I know I get like that double feeling because I know what you guys are feeling and I know what I'm feeling as a fan. And it's, it's like this double, you know, sort of warmth in my heart. And now I don't get to feel that at all. And, you know, knowing that you guys are and bands all across the world are sitting at home going, well, shit, mm. you know, it, it really sucks. And, you know, just putting together an album, you know, for release has been difficult for a lot of bands. And, you know, because sometimes they're the mixer they like to use is across the, the way and they don't want to fly and, you know, this or that. And it, it's just been a hell of a thing. But, you know, to the bands that have actually made the effort and put out albums or put out EPs or hell, just put out a single just to tease the fans. You know, it's a it's been a welcome, welcome thing over the last year, you know, for, especially from the indie and underground scene, because major acts aren't fucking doing it. You know, they're they're listening to their label because it's all about music and it means all about the money and not about the music, you know, because they're, mm. they're just wanting a tour. But you guys are out there trying to make music to keep the fans happy. And that's what I love about this. You know, the whole Indian underground scene right now is that you guys are trying to make your fans happy. And I like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there was nothing else we could have done this year, to be fair. So um, yeah. it seemed like a, the right time to kind of start looking at doing the second record, but it well, wasn't well, easy. It definitely wasn't easy. No. I mean, it's, it's meant to have been out about three times now already, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The original intention. Longer. Original intention was it to, was for it to come out in 2020, like end of 2020. Uh, just because that was the sort of we had everything demoed um and we were all sort of like practicing ready to go ready to go get them recorded but you know as soon as february hit like no one was allowed to do anything anymore so we actually ended up we decided that the uh we basically decided to hold off for a little bit longer um we re-demoed the songs again and we were just like let's just let's just hold off and hold off for a year because it's like, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> and to be honest, I think, uh, I think, I think the sort of like holding off actually kind of for me personally, really sort of helped flesh the songs out more because uh, in terms of com compared to the first album, this one, I would actually say is a lot more sort of like personal in terms of the politics that are going on over here and also the sort of the social anxiety that everybody's feeling over here as well uh so it's kind of it, it's good that we had that break but at the same time yeah it's like you said the um it's it's very few and far between people are releasing stuff at the moment 
Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, the at least here, the indie scene here has been blowing up. Um, hmm. You know, I can turn on my Spotify or my Amazon Music or, you know, whatever, you know, playlist is out there. And you can see indie bands for the first time in ages just taking up the top 10, the top 20. And you're like, who the hell are these guys? And it's fantastic. So, I mean, I, I'm do I am liking that aspect of things. But you're right. The um, it's it's been really dreary. I mean, especially over here. Um, and I haven't talked to a whole hell of a lot of bands or you know other people you know in the UK lately. Um, so why don't you guys go ahead and for our for my American listeners, uh, um, tell me what where are you guys at? You know, as 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 far as your you know opening up, are you guys still closed down? Are you guys planning on opening up again? I mean. You know, how much, you know, is the vaccine readily available like it is here? I mean, what's going on over there? I have oh. no clue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we've got, there are, sorry, Phoebe, go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say, Boris Johnson has, has set out his, uh, his pathway. Uh, yeah, his roadmap. His yeah. route out of lockdown. Um, and uh, I think, was it April 12th? We'll be allowed uh, to see more than no, one so April, outside. Yeah, April the 12th is when outdoor pubs will open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. most important bit is that the pubs are open. Yeah, sure. then sort of by, by June, we should be more or less back to normal. But the problem we've got is that every time... The government kind of says we're going to do this. Everyone goes, "Oh, it's fine now." So yeah. everyone starts kind of behaving like lockdowns not happening when we've actually got four or five months to go. Yeah. So because yeah. we, you know, we live by the sea, we live by the beach, and the weather's been quite good, and everyone's gone a bit mad. Yeah. And it does. It feels a bit weird. It's like okay, well, yeah, people are maybe still doing what they're told but there's a lot of people that aren't and it's just we just gotta wait and see really yeah, yeah here it's you know everyone's rebelling against everything and they're pushing back <laughs> and you know they're it's getting worse but yet everyone's saying it's getting better and it's like it, americans are stupid um I think I, I mean Brits are pretty stupid as well. <laughs> well, we're all, bam! The, the majority of us are, are all related, so you know. Yeah. yeah. My, my family's Welsh, so you know we all have a we all have our connections to the home, the motherland. <laughs> so you know we get our stupidity from you. We'll take that. We'll take that proudly. The motherland of <laughs> dirt, <laughs> dirt and choke. Um. Yeah. But no, you know, it, here, you know, bars have been open for a while or pubs have mm -hmm. been open for a while. Breweries have been open for a while, um, thankfully, uh, you know, but you have to wear a mask. It has to be socially distanced, you know, six feet apart. And, um, you know, a certain amount of people are allowed in the building at a time and the outside has to be, you know, this or that. And it's they've been taking a lot of precautions, but at least it's starting to see some light of day um, yeah. over here, um, thankfully. But, yeah. you know. One of the things I started started to see um, across Europe um, toward the end of last year was festivals being booked left and right because mm -hmm. you know all of Europe was like we're going to be fine and now all of a sudden now these these they're starting to trickle off <laughs> now they're not being talked about anymore and they're being canceled mm -hmm. and postponed and everything else like that 
you know, um, you know, I saw stuff for download. I saw stuff for um, Rock M Ring. I saw stuff for the one thing that happens in Spain every year. You know, I was like, okay, cool. Maybe, you know, maybe that'll come. And then it kind of went away. Yeah. Well, I suppose the big one, like Glastonbury was canceled just a few weeks ago. Wasn't yep. It? And there's a big, um, so where we're from in Brighton, there's a big uh, festival, a little bit like South uh, South by Southwest okay. called uh, Great Escape that happens every year, but that's just got canceled as well. Yeah, we had so, we had Coachella that was booked and then they canceled it not too long ago. Yeah. Um, but all the other major uh, festivals that we have every year were never even announced. Um, there's, there's one in Ohio every year, one in North Carolina every year, and Oklahoma and stuff like that. But those none of those even got announced. Um, the only one that's still announced that I know of is one that's happening in San Francisco, California, in October. It's called Aftershock Festival, and it's being headlined by Metallica for two days. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's the only one that I know of. However, there it's a four it's a four day festival. The first night is being um, headlined by Lip Biscuit of all fucking places. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nah, you're talking to the wrong people. I love Lip Biscuit. <laughs> oh well, I love yeah, I mean, the biscuit. I'm, I'm so excited. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's dude, a... I love the biscuit. Oh. <laughs> It's on a thir- the It starts on a Thursday, so apparently I don't love them that much. They don't give them Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. Oh yeah, well, that's um, the sort of. I suppose the Thursday is for the sort of like the rock vets, isn't it? So you know, yeah, it's like they can't get they can't get the whole weekend off. At least they could go for the Thursday. <laughs> yeah, they'll get the Thursday because they'll see Limp Biscuit. I'd rather have the Saturday Sunday for uh, Metallica. Um, yeah, yeah. Or no, wait, it's Friday Friday Sunday for Metallica. Saturday is My Chemical Romance headlining. Ugh. My 15 year old self would have been there on the Thursday and the Saturday. I think anybody, anybody who watches, <laughs> anybody who like listens and watches this and hears us go, oh yeah, the Limp Biscuit, but then go, oh, to my chemical romance, they're going to be like, what are wrong with these people? I, I have a, uh, I have a love hate relationship with my chem. I mean, because I was never an emo guy in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but like, just some of their songs really hit me? Like, you know, obviously Black Parade. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, it's a great yeah. fucking tune. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and some of the stuff that they released recently is pretty good too. But I'm like, eh, you know, it's it, it's kind of like how I feel about Bring Me the Horizon. You know, it's yeah. it's a little bit all over the place. I mean, Bring Me the Horizon is the My Chemical Romance of the you know the UK, in my opinion. Yeah, but it they mm-hmm. it, it ain't no uh, it ain't no break stuff. No. <laughs> oh my god. But you know, I think I think Break Stuff is probably the one song no matter how much you hate Limp Biscuit, when that song comes on, you rock out you a little to bit like to it. it. You have to rock out to it a little bit. We yeah, um, we were actually listening to it the whole time we made the the video with the green box. Yeah. <laughs> that makes we, sense. Um, the there was actually there was one time when we were when we were on tour and we 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 did a, like a pit stop at Amsterdam, and one of my favorite memories of being there is we were in the van in the traffic and we were listening to uh, to Limp Biscuit Chocolate Starfish, and I remember Tony oh going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I was about to say that, like driving around that horrendous Amsterdam ring road, trying to get in that road to where the hostel was, listening to bloody my way or the highway my god <laughs> with you three going mad in the huge van 
that was that's like the worst <laughs> album too. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. It's not it's, good. Just music of our youth, isn't it? <laughs> you never get it tired I of it. Probably, I don't think I'd like Limbiscuit if it wasn't for Wes, the guitarist. Because yeah, over but... over the years, my uh, my liking for Fred Durst has just gone downhill. And you get to a point where it's just like, yeah, he is just really annoying, but that was a good guitarist. Yeah, Wes Borland is probably one of the best guitarists of our generation, to be honest. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, after he left Limp Bizkit, he went to fucking play with uh, Marilyn Manson, which was, yeah. you know, but... And then he's had a bunch of other things that he's done too, but they're all back together now. Um, I don't know why, but apparently some money talks. <laughs> uh, not the music, because <laughs> their music doesn't really say anything, except for you know wanting to have sex with Britney Spears or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um. But, you know, the the state of music as a whole um, has been really weird, you know, aside from the last year. You know, um, over the last, I mean, here at least, over the last 10 or 15 years, you know, the, <clears throat> um, the general consensus is that rock is dead. Um, you know, at least in the States. But then you take a jump over the pond and go to Europe, and rock is king. You know, I mean, the festivals that we put on here don't even compare to the festivals you guys put on over there. I mean, just the, like, just one in particular, Rock Am Ring in Germany every year, that thing is one of the biggest fucking festivals in the entire world, and it's headlined for four days by nothing but metal and rock. Um, nothing we could ever do here. Um, you know, holding 100,000 people versus, you know, ours, maybe 30 or 40,000. Um... Why do you think over there it's so prevalent and here it's gone to the wayside? God, I have no idea. I've even thought about that, to be fair. <laughs> I suppose Sorry. We, I can't. We're, we're can't actually, well, that. <laughs> I suppose, um, obviously, we, we actually we haven't done a US tour or anything like that yet because um, we just haven't really had the opportunity to do yeah. it. I know, but Tony, Tony's actually gone to um, like New Jersey and stuff and gone to the Home for the Holidays, the uh, Bouncing Souls do. So I think Tony's probably got more of an idea of what it's like over there for uh, rock music at the moment. I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, I've, whenever I go to the States, I have, but I've been to the States since 2015. So, mm. but whenever I've been over there, I've always gone and seen gigs and gone to festivals and whatever and done awesome fest in San Diego and I saw Rancid on New Year's Day a couple of years ago in San Francisco and obviously nice. did the did the Home for the Holidays like three years running. Um, but I mean, they're not massive shows. They're, they're mid-sized shows. So, yeah. you know, it's a bit like just kind of gigs I would go to at home. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, the only feel... thing with like Home for the Holidays obviously is that it's the Bouncing Souls in their hometown and all their mates come out. So it's it's more of a let's all get drunk for three days. Oh, and there's a band playing while you're at it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't know, really. Uh, obviously, New Jersey, Ashby Park and that. It's a lovely place and I enjoyed going. But outside of that, like, um, The UK is a bit, like, separate from 
the rest of Europe with gigs and music and uh, yes. live shows and stuff it always feels like the crowd is like far more receptive whenever we go to like germany mm. um yeah so right. well i think, maybe, I, think maybe... I think the the thing is with uh, there i mean there is a there is definitely a stark difference between uk shows and europe shows i think yeah. any sort any band any band that are from the uk that you would talk to would, would definitely say that like it, it's pretty much a fact you kind of there's always bigger crowds. You always get fed. You always get more beer. You always have to get paid. Like, and it's it's just a generally nice feeling being out there as well. Because the thing that I really like about touring Europe is that uh, people are really friendly and people want to sort of like chat to you. Mm. People don't see you just as like, oh look, here's a bunch of musicians playing a gig to me. It's like, oh. The, these these people are really cool and then they'll come and chat to you afterwards which is really cool and then you meet loads of new people it's great yeah um i suppose I, that's probably the thing about it really is that i think there's definitely a lot more enthusiasm out in europe for for, for social events like that um i think that's what um that's what phoebe was getting at is that that's probably why you see big events like you said, like Rock and Ring. And my uh, one that I really like the look of is uh, like Hellfest. Hellfest, yep. Yeah, like I think that uh, they they just it's still a big thing out there going to gigs, having a good time, and seeing all your friends and stuff. Whereas I suppose because the days are always really dark in the UK, a lot many people are fussed about going outside. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even when you're saying at Hellfest, Mark, even when we did, um, so you've got Booze Cruise in Hamburg, which is like yeah. a small DIY punk festival. And I mean, what's that? It's about four days, I think. Yeah. It's a, not massive venues, but just everyone just sort of gets involved and lots of people to hang out with and just a really good great weekend really um yeah like i don't know europe it's it's just different i think it was it was a shock like um why well, I, I joined the band what 2016 yeah and um i hadn't done i hadn't played any shows outside of the uk and then one of the first things we did when i joined was tour europe and it's just a big shock. Like everyone's so nice, and the shows are like really well attended. And it's just like a great feeling compared to playing over here. So, so yeah, that's a great. Idea. So it sounds like to me, and I I didn't realize this. Um, so thanks for the information. That you know, the state of rock here and the state of gigs and you know tours here in the states is pretty equivalent to what it is in 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 uh in england and great britain in general but mm. then once you go outside of that and actual you know which is now europe because you guys aren't even a part of europe anymore um <laughs> you know uh, yeah. that's a very very prevalent oh. thing in the album <laughs> yeah um yeah you guys yeah because you i mean the politics here has been absolute shit um and, and i know you guys are going through completely different stuff but on the same level of you know of shit um and uh, it's it's been pretty i mean i've been watching you know the, the stuff that you guys have gone through and it's like damn you know it's it's pretty it's pretty shitty um you know but at the same time it's like it, it, it's to be expected with all everything that's been going on you know and the uh the whole idea of just 
political power and it is just out of this world ridiculous. Mm. Especially here and, and there. Um, and then the only other place would be like Russia or some shit, but, um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. And I'm, and I'm glad you guys are speaking about it in your album. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's something that matters a lot to, you know, all the other Brits and, you know, that are your neighbors, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a passionate topic. Yeah. It seems to, particularly, particularly since the, uh, the Tory government have been in power, it, it seems to become more and more increasingly difficult to uh, kick politicians out who are either not behaving or are not doing their job correctly. Mm. And uh, I'm sure, like you, you, like you said, you're probably having that same problem in the US as well. Like, it's so, uh, it's so incredibly frustrating and tiring that um, we've got people in charge who basically kind of like get away and get out of things by the skin of their teeth. But at the same time, they're pitting people against people. It's like absolutely crazy. People are completely blind to it, though. Like, there's a lot of people that, that I think, particularly in the UK, who aren't politically like politically active, uh, who would just kind of sit there and they're happy with it. But I suppose that was the intent of the record: is that I really wanted to really wanted to get that sort of like political side out of us and really say, look, we're not happy, and you guys over there aren't happy either. And I think more people need to be standing up and saying that. Oh, yeah, we're definitely not happy. I mean, we've got a congresswoman out of Georgia that um, is completely a huge racist and bigot that, you know, came out a while back and said that all the wildfires in California were started by lasers from space that were um, controlled by Jews. Oh, I wait. mean, how did I know, they? That's, like... um, that's oh my Ma- god! That's Marjorie Taylor Greene, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> she's national. She's international now. Fantastic. She is. She is. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. But I why know. do people believe that? Like that just sounds like a plot of a sci-fi. I mean, the 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 major Republican conservative group that's over here right now that is spouting all this shit is a a group called QAnon. Yeah, and yeah. They... I was reading about QAnon the other day, and I am mind blown. It's yeah. crazy. How many people on. think it's real? About, um, frazzle drip, like the <laughs> sacrificing of children and drinking their blood, and it's called mm, frazzle yeah. drip. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're fighting against our government right now, which is um, satanic cultists that you know, um, you know, eat children, and um, you know are child molesters and everything else oh it's it's like the stuff that they've said is just crazy and this lady who is a QAnon member is allowed to sit in her chair every day Uh. and you know spout this this horrible rhetoric and um there's honestly nothing that we could do it congress actually has to vote her out but there's so many people on her side you know regardless of her views it's ridiculous yeah she built her she built like a whole campaign off the back of that she owns a restaurant where Correct. you're allowed to keep your firearms on you or something like that. It's yeah. <laughs> really? Fucking crazy. Well, what was even worse about her is the fact that um, she actually is a very rich lady. Um, and where she yeah. originally lived at was a very rich town. And she was running for Congress in that town and she was losing horribly. And then in a, an adjoining district, you know, in a very poor area of uh, Georgia, the guy that was running there decided to drop out of the race. So she moved her entire family to this poor district just to be able to run, and she ended up winning. Yeah. 
And that's uh, that's how bad American politics is right now. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is, is there's there's no sort of, there's no people speaking out against that shit. <laughs> and it, I suppose not only that, but it's almost kind of like uh, uh, the, the last track on the album, um, Antenna, uh, goes into this. It's about the sort of like the cult of personality that's around sort of like TV and politics uh, oh. and even some musicians now as well it's like some of it is just like a lot of people get their ideas from reality shows and tv and shit they read on the internet <laughs> and it's total fucking white noise reality tv has got a lot to answer for i yeah. think yeah. <laughs> like oh, in in the world psyche and the whole kind of especially over here with all the kind of programs where you're voting people in and out and whatnot. I yeah. think people just get such a kind of a binary idea of, oh, well, I like him, I don't like them. Vote them to stay. It's like, no, you're not voting someone in a, like a Big Brother house. You're like, it's the government. It's um, kind of, yeah. So yeah, I mean, reality TV's got a lot to answer for. Well, you 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 hit the nail on the head, um, especially here in the states. Um, and this is actually a topic I've been talking about a lot lately. Is that that cult mentality? Um, cause I've been dealing with a, a, I have been the target of a cult as of lately. Um, so I've been kind of like jumping all over them cause it's so much fun. Um, but you know, we, we, in, you know, at least here, I mean, obviously you're saying it's over there too, but you know, whether it's be the QAnon cult, cause that is a cult, um, or, you know, the other cult that I've been dealing with or, you know, just the social media cults, you know, I'm going to buy everything Kim Kardashian tells me to buy. I'm going to buy everything, you know, so-and-so tells me to buy, you know, and you're 100% right. We do have a cult, you know, a cult mentality, a cult of personality right now. And it's, it's really weird and it's really sad to watch because people don't even realize what's going on. And then when you call them out, you're like, they're like, well, if you don't believe us, you're nothing but sheep. Like you're the sheep. You're the one following idiots on the internet or on TV and you don't even know what's going on. And it's. Like, well, everything you watch is fake. What we have is real. It's like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is the uh, the epitome of of um, just idiot. I mean, just being an idiot <laughs> straight up. I mean, there's no way around it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> it really is. Um. Yeah, it's sad because if you don't believe what they say, um, regardless of whether you're nice about it or not, they immediately start insulting you and attacking everything you're about. And it's just, it's. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we're finding over here, I've seen this a few times that with all the, all the Brexit stuff, um, now Brexit's gone very quiet over here because obviously it hasn't gone very well. Um, but no one's talking <laughs> about it. And what's quite Surprise. amusing is. What's quite amusing is you're getting all these sort of the people that voted leave going, well, no one told us that it was going to be like this. And it's like, um, yeah, we did. But like we all got everyone that kind of voted remain got shot down and you're all idiots. Mm -hmm. And now everyone's kind of going, you didn't say anything. It's like, well, yeah, we did. So and now we can't tour in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it's a problem when a member of the royal family says, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it. 
it's a whole it's a whole other thing it is but but it's all it's all relative i mean we haven't seen the program yet so we we can't comment on on, on all that (laughs) but i tell you what damn i love that tv series the crown (laughs) even though i've been talking about even though i've been talking about like oh tv sucks man i love the crown (laughs) i've been meaning to watch it because you know, through my my Facebook video feed lately has been a lot of stuff about the royal family and this and that. I'm like, I gotta learn more. So yeah, I, I definitely want to watch The Crown. <laughs> that's well, that's I'm, definitely next I'm on my same. binge list. <laughs> I'm the same, and I think you said you were when you were talking about it, Mark. But like, I don't really follow the royal family. I don't have much interest. But it's just everyone's been talking about The Crown and how good it is. So I just finished season one. So pretty good so far yeah see i was never interested in the royal family until harry uh, married megan um because megan was a very very high profile actor here in the states you know she had a Mm. great tv show she was all about her philanthropy she was all about this stuff and then she gave it all up to be a royal and i was like why that's that's that what you're doing pretty well on your own i understand you know doing stuff for love but um you're just giving up your entire life and that and that got me really intrigued. I was like, why is she having to do this? And it was, it got me really, yeah, I was really upset by the whole situation because it wasn't, it wasn't fair to her, but I understand why she did it. But at the same time, I'm glad her and Harry bounced. Yeah. I think that's like an interesting, it's interesting to hear it from an American perspective mm. because I don't think in the UK people know that much about Meghan Markle. Like, no. I had never heard of her before she married Harry. No. And, um, um... Yeah. I think the view of like a lot of the tabloids over here is like, oh, she just married him for money and fame, and it's like, well, if she already had all that, then she had it. I've yeah, quite yeah, a good yeah. View on the whole thing. Yeah, and our media's horrendous. To, oh, to awful. Yeah. Like, I mean, the TV show that to... she was on, she was on. Um, I think it was for six or seven years, but she also had an acting career outside of that, and she was big on you know other charity work and stuff like that. No, she had money. Um, she comes from a pretty high profile family too. So, I mean, yeah, she's, yeah. So that, that was completely <laughs> wrong. From, uh, yeah. She, she gets a lot of hate from like what I've heard recently, but I don't know much about it myself. <laughs> yeah. And from everything I've seen, she was a pretty cool chick. I mean, so, I mean, that's, yeah. So, I mean, everyone's going to have their own different take on the situation, obviously. I mean, especially when you're, you know, 4,000 miles away, mm. you know, so it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, but, um, so, on the press release I have, it doesn't say when your new album's coming out. When does that LP drop? Uh, it's on 23rd of April. 23rd of April. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned this a lot, but, I mean, uh, you know, the, uh, the political state that's going on in the country right now and, you know, where you're at, and then obviously the the virus and stuff like that is a is a huge central theme to the to the album, right? Uh, yeah, it, it's sort of like a a, a mixture of things. It, it's got a real sort of like um, at least when I when I listen back to it, it's got a real sort of like underbelly of the sort of the the negative feelings I think all of us are feeling right now about living in this country, uh, the way people aren't uh being very generous to people 
uh, and the way people are just pitting each other against each other. It's for me, it's got a real sort of underbelly to that kind of thing. And like you said, I think that uh, I think a lot of our social anxiety about COVID and stuff is also filtered into that as well. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I, it was very, very a very strange time to be recording an album. Uh, so what we did for the album is we actually um, we went up to Leeds, which is about four hours drive from Brighton. Uh, and, what and obviously in the states that's like next to nothing yeah, yeah four yeah. hours but in the UK, driving four hours is like miles and miles yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's like um, the worst the it's country. so far away i, I yes. once drove four hours just to buy a donut i don't want to I, I, you know so. <laughs> so it, it was kind of like so we we did like um it was three sessions no three or four sessions and it would be like we'd do this drive and we'd basically spend our time in this dark studio all, all, all alone or all together. We, we had to kind of stagger who was at the studio because of COVID rules and stuff. Um, and then it would be driving back down again. So we wouldn't be able to go and check anything out. Or we well, to... and then we would be stuck in a hotel. Yes, because like, we wouldn't be able to go and do anything. Because we couldn't do anything. So because we recorded sort of 10 till 6, like normal working hours, we'd then go back to the hotel and sit in the hotel, like, because we couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, that was kind of, that was horrendous, to be fair. Um, yeah, so just, a lovely bonding just, experience. It was sitting in our hotel, like, just for a week. Which drive anybody <laughs> mad. It was... That, um, was uh, um, that was during uh, Eat Out to Help Out. I don't know if you heard about that. Because... <laughs> um, <when>, <laughs> All the um, all the like food and restaurant places were that, that had to shut for the lockdowns here. Um, the government decided to have this big thing called E out to help out, where um, they opened them back up again, and the government funded. I think it was like fifty percent of yeah what the customer had to pay. So then, like everywhere that did food was just like rammed for like what a month yeah it was absolute chaos yeah it was a month so when it we're was chaos yeah when we were in leeds just like any food place like all the fast food places were just like had queues and queues and were like booked out as well and people arguing and pushing in and absolutely horrendous and then apparently all the all the covid cases went up because yeah. of it so, so that, that was that was good so the kind of being being yeah. surrounded being kind of quite isolated and then kind of being surrounded by very uh sort of like the sort of very selfish mentality uh has definitely seeped into the album at least in my opinion in terms of the songwriting yeah here we just got you know three different checks from the government you know here here's some extra money just in case yeah. you lost your job um you know and that was pretty much it and then but as far as like restaurant going and stuff like that um what i've seen a huge boom in is you know delivery services you know like what well, we have like doordash and uber eats and grubhub and all this other stuff and from what used to be like a 20 30 minute wait now you're waiting an hour hour and a half because it, you just the majority of the cars on the on the fucking you know <laughs> the highway is just 
food delivery services. And that, that includes groceries as well, because Uber Eats here does grocery shopping, too. Yeah. And then we also have we have we have a, you know, a bunch of other grocery delivery services. I mean, it's like ridiculous, like in order to like um, at like Walmart, for example, um, at least where I'm at, in order to do it, just a pickup order, not even, a, you know, a delivery order. You have to order like three or four days in advance to be able to find a time slot for them to be able to, deli to deliver your I mean, to put your stuff in the car. Pick up your food. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that busy. <laughs> Tesco's, you have to do it like, I think it's like three weeks in advance. You have to book for a delivery slot, which is uh, fun. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Another food truck. It's, it's, You'd be it's like, insane. oh, I forgot to order cheese. I <laughs> 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 uh, forgot to order cheese. Got to go out into the wasteland again. Get my yeah. shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's and that the worst. Or, or, oh, you, get <laughs> or you get there, you find out like half your order is out of stock. So you actually got to go inside the store anyway. And it's like, damn it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's bad. But, you know, I'm hoping we see the light of day, you know, I mean, soon. I mean, it's, you know, especially like you said, the social anxiety thing, you know, it, it's but that spurs even into more other stuff, you know, such as just mental health in general. Um, yeah. which is a central theme on my show is, is mental health. Um, you know, the fact that we can't socialize, the fact that, you know, we're stuck at home and, you know, suicide rates here are through the roof. You know, mental health cases are now one in three in this, in the, in the States, one in three people are being diagnosed every day with, you know, some type of mental illness. And, you know, it's, for the, just the sake of that, we need to figure out some type of normal, but we need to do it in a, in a protective, you know, safe way, not just like Texas did on Wednesday and said, okay, no more social distancing, no more masks, everything's open, there you go, have fun. Um, and now everyone's going to die. Um, but, you know, that's Texas because Texas is its own state of insanity. It's worse than Florida sometimes. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I've lived in both places. I can say that, <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's bad. It's just, I, you know, I, I want to see, I want to be able to buy my tickets to a show and go see a show. I want to be able to sit at a normal table full of people and drink beer and listen to an acoustic set by some just local guy, you know, sitting at a brewery, or I want to be able to, you know, go see a movie, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, just for my own sake and my own mental health, you know, because especially somebody who's like me, who's bipolar, it's 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 bad. And the only thing that's been my um, my uh, my solitude this last year has been a this show, which luckily I have the privilege of talking to five different guests a week. And I do this show for 10 hours a week, um, but music as well. And finding new music and discovering new music and talking to new bands and stuff like that has been really, really awesome. And I wish more people had the opportunity to do that. But being able to go see the shows again is going to be the first step in the right direction. Yeah, totally. I think, um, well, uh, none of us are at this sort of point where we're going to get vaccinated yet. But for me personally... It's well, I like, might be. Well, you might be, yeah. <laughs> um but uh, like thinking, I was thinking about this even just like today. The last show I went to was uh, uh, last show was uh, February last year. We went and saw the trailer Dead Play, and 
like it's not. I mean, a year's not really that long, but I really, really I mean, want to go ridic- to a gig. <laughs> I mean, it is ridiculous, Mark. Like you know, when you think that the last gig you went to was February last year. Yeah, and like I mean, uh, there, I mean there has it, been things in between that, but it's not like the same. Not been thing. the same. Not been it's the not same. Not been the same at all. September 2019 for me. Wow, it's crazy, isn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah, September 2019 because um, up here at least where I'm at in Virginia, a lot of the stages are outdoors, so they close for the winter. Uh, yeah. And when, when everything was getting ready to reopen, it, everything was done. But yeah. so the last show I saw was Slipknot, Volbeat, Bohemoth, and Gojira. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'd love to I'd really I'd really like to see Behemoth. I think that'd be fucking great. Like. Yeah, they, I want to see Slipknot again. They it was a it was a fantastic show. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And it yeah. was it was really weird cuz it went Behemoth and then Gojira, so just, you know, straight up hardcore, you know, hard metal and then throw in Volbeat as your nice little palate cleanser right before Slipknot came on. But uh it was nice. <laughs> it was it was a really great show, but that was the last show I went to. I had uh, tickets to go see uh, Five Finger Death Punch last year, uh, but that that got canceled twice. So yeah, yeah, I was supposed to go see Jawbox last June. That got canceled. They're like a band. Oh, of, my of youth. course it did. Yeah, band, of, band did. of my youth, and I was so excited and that got canceled. But I, I, I think that once once this once the vaccinations are done and this like towards the end of the year, I think that I personally think that we're gonna we're going to see gigs again. And I also think they're going to be stronger as well, because I think people miss socializing so. with each other. I'm hoping um, people, people realize what they've been missing and yeah, totally. it'll come back with a uh, force. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I went to 10 other shows that year in 2019 and did not have to gone to any since then has been really bad, but I think it's going to be completely different. I mean, at least here in the States to where, Pretty much every weekend or, you know, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to be a different tour in town. And it's going to be like just jam packed full of freaking people all the time. And it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be a, a whole new um, revolution of music. It's going to be a, a awakening. Uh, it's going to be a nice little renaissance period for music after this is all said and done. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But that goes for comedy as well and even opera and plays and everything else in between. Anything mm. that involves a stage show. I think is going to mm-hmm. be, you know, where it's at. But it's also going to be the last thing to come back. So people are going to yeah. be, itch- I mean, people are itching for it now, but as they start seeing other things open up, and then when that finally hits, tickets are going to be selling out like crazy, and it's going to be fantastic to watch. Mm. So, you know. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, especially for, like I said, for bands <laughs> like y'all, I, I hope that, you know, this really does take a turn for the better, and, you know, we can just... Do what we do best, and that's entertain the masses, you know? I think um, the thing is, is, like, with art, art always finds a way to, like, work, and that's the thing, is it doesn't matter what goes on. There's always going to be people creating stuff. So it's like, even if you can't go and do the gigs, uh, even if we can't play live anymore, um, I've said, like, this is what I enjoy doing. Yeah. It's not my day job, but it's something that I do. So I'm always going to be writing music and I, we're always going to be writing music. And that's it is art like art will never die. It's just it's going to evolve into ways that it it, mm. it actually comes out really, yeah. Yeah, and you're 100% right. And I can speak from example, I mean speak from experience on that. When I first started the show it was before the pandemic started and I was it was a way for me to expand my comedy career um to kind of, you know, 
get more people talking about me. And then when the pandemic started, I lost my job and I said, fuck it, I'm doing this full time. And, you know, now almost 200 episodes in, you know, over a year now doing this, you know, it's like, if I didn't have this, I, I, I don't know what I would be doing. I'd be going crazy right now. But, you know, yeah. being able to come on here, talk to bands, you know, make stupid jokes and, you know, maybe come up with an idea for a new set while I'm, you know, therefore when open mic starts coming up again and I start getting booked again, you know, I have new material and stuff like that. It's been, you know, it's been ever evolving for me. And I hope it's been ever evolving for a lot of other people as well. And I've seen it, you know, a lot of other people, you know, like, for example, um, a pretty um, prolific, uh, metal band here in the States, uh, a band by the name of Trivium. Um, the lead singer is streaming on Twitch every day, like for six hours a day, just playing music, writing music, and showing people the insides of how the band works and doing live streams and doing this and really bringing people in. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that there's some people that are out there doing that instead of just sitting at home going, all right, let me just collect a check. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Give me that PRS be, check and that's all good. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Is nice. It is nice to hear that because, um, yeah, like you said, um, a lot of bands will just have this kind of like image um, or like they'll have this thing where it's like they're too big to let people in on them or like behind the scenes or whatever. But it's good to find that way to connect with the audience still. I mean, one of my favorite bands um, on the face of the planet is Avenged Sevenfold. And um, they completely dropped off the face of the earth over the last year. They've given us a little things here and there and a little interviews here and there. But they said, you know, we're not putting out an album until we can tour again. Sorry, guys, basically is what they said. And they're not they're not putting out singles. They're not doing anything. They're not even saying, hey, we have this re you know recorded concert from 2016. Let's go ahead and put out an, a DVD or something. They're not even doing anything like that. And it's just, it's sad to see some of these bigger bands not doing that kind of stuff. Um, mm. But I'm glad some of the smaller, you know, medium-sized bands and all the indie bands are out there just kicking ass. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, been, a, it's been a welcome, you know, thing for a lot of different bands. So I'm glad that that's happening at least. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah we've yet to do a like a live streamy thing yet. We haven't been in a we haven't been in a room together for well over a year, I would say. But um, it's on the cards to do something because obviously we can't we can't gig at the moment. So uh, I've actually yeah. hosted a, I've actually hosted on my 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 channel and on my podcast a bunch of uh, live streams. Um, it's so much fun to watch the the guys and the the gals just. You know, completely just doesn't matter if they're in their basement or if they rent out a hall, you know, just to, to do something. You know, they put together some great performances just because they, you know, wanted to feel like they were in front of a crowd again. Even though they're just staring at a camera, they they were all about it. And it was some of the best times I've had on the show. So, I mean, it, it makes me miss it even more. But the, the, I'm glad at the same time I was able to do that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh Sorry, I've just got to, I've got to interrupt there because um, I'm actually going to have to leave. I'm That's afraid. fine. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to close it out anyway. So. Um. Oh, okay, right. I, I, yeah, my, it's my dad's birthday today. We're doing a virtual pub crawl. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to say thank you guys again. You guys are awesome, and um, the the new song is really cool. Guys, check out the video, which is linked below. Um, check out the the video from last year, Dead Ends, which is really. It, it kind of reminds me of Shaun of the Dead, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But it was that's pretty. But in a good way. Good. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was really good. I mean, the music's good. I can't wait for the album to release in April. Um, I'd love to have you guys back again in April, if possible, to uh, talk about the album once it officially drops. Um, yeah, I'd love so to. I'll, I'll, sure, I'll, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely be yeah. getting back in touch with Mike to bring you guys back on once it officially drops, because I really want to talk more about it once I've got a chance to listen to it. So, um, but guys, until then, click the link for the video. Take a look at that. It's it's fun to watch. It's a great tune. But Harker, guys, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you, buddy. Cheers. No problem. Have a good one, guys. You too. Yeah. Right, Take bye -bye. care. Bye-bye. And that's our show, guys. So fucking cool to talk to those guys. I had a lot of fun talking with them, and I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. I learned a lot of, again, learned a lot about how, you know, Europe and the UK is doing right now with everything and, you know, all the political climate that's going on with them. So I really hope you guys enjoyed that conversation on music and everything else in between. But, Come back again tomorrow for another edition of Suck It Podcast. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you guys later. Peace.